And now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. It's a man out! A man out! Welcome again to this week's edition of the Movie Madhouse. I'm Mike. I'm Jason. And I'm Rob. And today we're joined again by another special guest, uh, Jesse Rabideau. Um, say hello, Jesse. Hello. How are you doing? <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs> well, I just woke up, so. Oh, oh. no. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Remember the, the time no, difference? No, it's my fault. <laughs> you, you kind of forgot about us, didn't you? No, thinking, I didn't. Thinking I'm going to sleep in today. <laughs> it's Monday. I should start my week now. Yeah. So it's, it's overrated. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, we got a hold of you because Steve had gotten a hold of us about his short film, The Fear. Uh-huh. And we thought it would be awesome to talk to you about that for doing and also see what you have on the go. Because he also indicated that you're having a, a fondness behind the camera now. Oh, uh, I mean, I've been writing and, uh, yeah, I guess I've been writing and producing things. But they are little projects. <laughs> yeah, we did watch the one called Found. Oh, yeah. That was awesome. You liked it? Yes. <laughs> I, I really liked it. It was, it was very sweet, very cute. Yeah, it's very simple, simple. Uh, yeah, that was my first one. Um, yeah, it was it was fun. Now, do you I'm have... glad I started making something. Yeah? Because uh, you just have to start. And then you'll keep going. That is the hardest part. We're we're getting ready to start a little production here for a short, and it's just that first. Oh yeah. Yeah, just getting past that first hurdle, and then we'll be off to the races. Yep. Hopefully. Yeah, I mean, once yeah, you just gotta start. <laughs> so now, with found, um, did you come across any problems that you had like filming that particular thing? Oh gosh, that was so last minute and just throwing things together. And a lot of that furniture I actually did find. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> like months before. But that was sort of like the inspiration. Um, and uh, gosh, that record player, the last thing I, f- I find in the film yep. with uh, Joselle, the guy, um, that was so heavy. <laughs> I believe and, it. Um, they built them yeah, tough. I was, I was, I really got to work out that day. <laughs> How many times did you have to shoot that lift? Oh, we only, we did everything only like once or twice. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's perfect. Now that hill, <laughs> that hill that you were climbing up and down, is it as steep as it looks or was that uh, a camera tilt? Oh no no! Our lo- the camera was level, so that that is the steepness. <laughs> Holy smokes! <laughs> that's, yeah, that's a neighborhood in uh, Silver Lake, and it's kind of hilly. It's a very cool visual, though, with the garages. <laughs> thought- yeah, I'm I'm glad we found that. We were, we were just driving around like the day before, and I was like, okay, that's good. <laughs> that is so cool. We got lucky. Now, when I was when I watched the short. Um, I was kind of struck by it, it seemed like a very personal story. Is it a personal story or is this just something that you uh, managed to write up? Oh, okay. Well, you know, it was inspired by a photo. My friend, um, Wendy McComb, she's also a filmmaker. Um, she makes a lot of short films. She, it basically was like a competition 
or a call to like the online community to make a short film in just a month for the new year. And, you know, we were close friends. So I was like, well, I should, I should make one. I I know I've never done it before, but I've, you know, seen, watched all my friends make all this stuff. And I thought, oh, I should do that. Um, So yeah, it was a photograph of like a couch outside, like in an alley behind um, or in front of a brick wall. Mm -hmm. And I just saw that image and I, and I just, I had the idea um, that, oh, I should just like all this furniture outside because I do that anyway. And I'm, and a lot of people do that. Uh, so I wanted to like connect with um, lots of people. And then the whole story about the guy, it was kind of practical because I couldn't lift the, um, the record player <laughs> by myself. Yeah, that would have and been. And then, of course, it's like, well, this new guy um, comes into my life. I have to have a lead up to this, an intro. And I was struggling with that. Um, but um, some friends, we just talked it out and. They helped me. Like, I'm really, I'm really for, I'm a strong supporter of, like, talking to other people and mm-hmm. getting their opinions and their views. Like, you're not going to have all the answers. <laughs> so, I really, was, like. When you do stuff like that, you can actually get buried in your own idea where you don't see it anymore. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's nice to have, like, fresh pair of eyes on something. Oh, big time. I know I'm, I'm still doing classes right now for producing and directing. And uh-huh. the one thing that it was introduced to me during these courses was peer feedback because whenever I did any kind of writing or anything before, mm. it was just me. I never really let anybody read it because you – know. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's because most of us have a tendency to be shy about that kind of stuff or it's the other way. We think we're amazing at everything and we can do it all by ourselves. But mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> it's with me, not the case. <laughs> I know I was overcritical on my stuff. I, a lot of oh, times yeah. I hated it, you know, and I didn't want anyone to see it. <laughs> yeah, that's natural, I think. But uh, like you said, the, the peer feedback, when you get people bouncing ideas off of you, you can see things that you never would have noticed before. Yeah. That, I'm uh, a strong advocate of that. <laughs> yes. Oh, I am now huge. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Except those guys, right? You have those guys? I won't let them read anything. <laughs> They're um, not worthy. No, no, not yet. No. They're getting there. We can we can podcast <laughs> together. We just can't read his writing. Well, and it's not that I don't want them to. It's just there's not enough pictures for them. You see? <laughs> I <can>. Hey. <laughs> no, I'm good with that. That's you funny. are. <laughs> so uh, it, back to the the fear. How did you get involved with Steve about that? With this? Oh gosh, um, I think we had a mutual friend on Facebook. And he must have found me through a post with her or something. Um, and I had never um, done, I never been in anything. And I thought, and I was kind of leaning towards the direction, you know, of acting. And I was like, well, this seems like a good opportunity. Um, he seemed friendly. <laughs> we met a few times. Yeah. Um, Talking with him here on the show, he seems very friendly. Like, we had a blast with him. Yeah, he's super cool, super nice. Um, he seemed to be uh, rather meticulous in, in filming. Uh, he said it made it sound like it was really long nights. And so is, was he uh, really exacting, or did he did he give you some leeway to just feel your way through the, the, the role? 
like most directors are. Uh, I don't know if they're a fan of the peer. Uh, what do you call it? <laughs> yes. Um, but no, he he really like I didn't really know what I was doing. I just because I had never taken any classes or acted before, um, so I I just tried to make it make it as natural as possible. So but the- you know, some of those shots they were pretty. Um, demanding or kind of involved you know i had to do a bunch of stuff like in a sequence and i found that it's really hard to do that (laughs) Hmm. and make it look you know natural (laughs) that's the hard part the natural yes now you said this was your first role like acting uh yeah (laughs) that well no it was it came across really nice but then then it leads back to the fact that there is actual nudity here. You had no problem with that for your first role? Well, I, I, it's not. I don't know. It's done like. It's very tastefully, artistically done. Oh, yeah. Tastefully. <laughs> no, and it makes sense in the story. Be, well, because not many people bathe with clothes on. So it does, <laughs> it does make sense. It just seems interesting that it was your very first role. And you just kind of jumped in with both feet, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, wait. No, that was a pun. I didn't even like that. <laughs> okay. So- with both boobs. <laughs> <laughs> now, let me ask um, you. No, the- I mean, I I feel like, um, I don't know. Some people aren't comfortable with that, I guess. Um, no, if you're comfortable, you're comfortable. And that's great because that puts you... In a better position. I mean, I'm not, yeah, I'm not the type of girl to just like run around topless everywhere, but <laughs> I, they don't like me to do that around here either <laughs> for very good reason. <laughs> now, now, does that comfort kind of come from your modeling background? Oh, uh, maybe, yeah, probably does actually. Because well, well, you know, with the modeling, at least like the the next top model stuff and whatnot, you may it may not have uh, done anything new, but they can be some pretty risque outfits sometimes, and showing a lot, a lot, a lot more skin than uh, than cloth sometimes. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, I guess you just have to be comfortable with like the photographer and you know what kind of images are being put out there of you. Mm-hmm. You don't want to put yourself in, um, you know, like a negative situation. No. Okay. I can understand that. Now, I I have a question, and I meant to ask this to everybody else we've interviewed so far. You've never met us before, right? I've never met you. No. Yet not you, in person. <laughs> not, no. But yet you you talk so comfortably with us. like Because honestly, it sits here. It feels like we've been sitting at a table for a couple hours chit-chatting. Do you... <laughs> do you um, Oh crap! I'm trying to figure out how I want to word that question. <laughs> Just throw it out there. Is it is it natural? Like because now in this situation that you're in with the acting, especially with the modeling, you talk to people a whole bunch. So is this a learned thing or is it just natural? Like this is just you. What you mean talking with people? Yeah, just being open. The natural talking, chit chatting, openness. You know. I guess I'm pretty friendly um, in real life. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I like to talk to people. Uh, I like to, um, meet people. Um, 
And yeah, I remember I had to do some like interview, like kind of like this Skype interviews for that for that um, TV show. <laughs> oh, okay. So I remember I remember being pretty open with them, and that was a few years ago. Okay, I've always wondered because I've always been on this side. I've never been on that side. So right. I don't know if I could be as open and friendly and cheerful and happy as. Well, you guys seem pretty cool. <laughs> You're easy to like talk with. Well, thank you. That, that comes in handy. <laughs> I have I have three questions. Oh, good lord! <laughs> I, I, I three. Warn, three questions. Okay. I'll, I'll, uh, they'll, they'll be quick. Um, <laughs> Precursor, uh, Jason. Not is, if my answers are long. <laughs> well, Jason is no longer affiliated with the movie Madhouse at this point. <laughs> He's flying solo. Yep. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Um, uh, hopefully, I'm sure you'll get the reference here. Um, how is the weather up there? Do you play basketball? And do you buy your clothes at a tall person store? It's <laughs> oh, funny. That's a BuzzFeed video. Yep. Uh, we, we've done our due diligence. I don't diligence. think I'm that tall, but... No. You know, they it was exaggerated in the in the film, but oh, so I am five nine. Really? Well, see, that's not very tall. No, for it. Let's that, put that out there. That that okay. that video implied otherwise, so <laughs> Oh well yeah. Six and I and a half was feet like tall. on I was on Apple boxes and I was gonna okay. say she's definitely standing on a crate or... <laughs> I don't think I'm giving away anything, you know, too crazy. Oh no. <laughs> well, that that's been done. Yeah, the movie magic is out there. Yeah. <laughs> All the, look at all those actors. They turn into hobbits, and they can reverse engineer. You know? <laughs> That's true. You, gotta, you get a little forced perspective going and put some mm-hmm. Tom Cruise yeah, boxes exactly. under his feet. The camera tricks. Yep. Oh, yes. Um, now, do you have anything else in the works, uh, either directing, actressing, or... Actressing? Actressing. actressing. I'm sure it's a verb somewhere. <laughs> acting? Is that a verb? <laughs> it's acting. A, it's, it's a new acting. verb. <laughs> yeah. Rob likes to make up his um, own I'm, words yeah, sometimes. I'm editing two films right now. One of them was made in 72 hours, which was crazy. Wow. I think I did see something about that on your Twitter feed. It was a 72-hour short challenge, I think it was, it was called? Yeah, a film festival that my um, acting school puts on nice. so we did that last weekend oh see and that. i'm proud of us that we cl- completed it now it's the fun so is that 72 hours from inception of the idea to finished product or do you have yes oh okay so i was thinking maybe <laughs> you had like a script already and then you had 72 hours to bang out the uh the film but if you're starting from scratch Wow. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we got we got the idea or the theme, and then you just go from there. Holy smokes! How many uh, how many teams were involved in? The, was it um twenty? Wow! Wow! Now and eighteen eighteen films made it to the screening. Wow! Nice. <laughs> so there's herds of people running around exactly <laughs> with film crews and <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now. What would be so cool is to actually do a 72-hour challenge on the 72-hour challenge. There you go. 
Wait, what does that mean? To do like a do little you... documentary on the 72 hour oh, challenge. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> For Documentaries, it. yeah, that'd be cool. Because you got the perfect filming time. Everybody's running around like ants. Okay, <laughs> see, you, you got what? this idea when I use the word inception and he just, <laughs> just cribbed <laughs> off the. Uh... I don't know what he's talking about. And then you have to do, <laughs> then you have to do the making of the documentary documentary. <laughs> oh. Yeah, Mike's Four levels Four. deep. Oh, my mind. <laughs> so you're uh, now. Is that finished, or are you like you said, you're still editing um, that? Or? I wanna, I wanna finish, do some final sound, you know, touches and s- stuff. Okay. So yeah, look out for those. They should be out by um, by the beginning of the year, I'd say. Okay. You know, the holidays are coming up, so uh, I got to really work hard before then. Yes. Now, what was you said you had two things on the go. Oh, yeah. Well, it's just that. And then another short film that actually has dialogue. <laughs> oh, that's right, too, because Found was silent. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Now, Mainly was... because I didn't know any sound people. <laughs> <laughs> I would do it. Yep. But no, I wanted to keep it simple, and you could tell that story without, you know, words. No, absolutely. I think it's better without words. Mm-hmm. Myself. Oh yeah, for sure. Like yeah, it... and I had a friend, a Canadian friend, actually make the make the music. Oh no way! Yeah, that was all original music. Oh, I knew that, but yeah. I, I didn't yeah. realize they were Canadian. That's kind of cool. We are so cool. <laughs> We're everywhere. Yeah. Eh? <laughs> oh, no, don't. <laughs> so don't, don't turn up the accent. I will throw this out to you. Um, we're actually part of putting together a, an exposition next year, May 9th, here in Canada, up in uh, Chatham. Mm-hmm. If you would like, we're having a film festival. And if you have oh, anything cool. you want to show, we would be happy to show it for you. Awesome. Okay. That's awesome. Thanks. No, no problem. Yeah, I have yeah, I have your email, so I'll email you Perfect. I'll email you the links once they're ready. Okay, yeah, because I'd love to see them. Oh yeah. Now when they're all finished, uh, like are they going to be compiled onto a, a YouTube channel so we can see all eighteen of the uh seventy two hour ones? Or is that Oh, that's a good question. Um I don't know about that. I can I can ask the director. Okay. Oh, okay. Because that would be fun to watch them all. Well, you said the, I, I would like to see, like, 72 hours is uh, definitely a, a very constrained time. And talking to Steve about working within the constraints, mm-hmm. how do you come up with a short in, and get it done in that time constraint? I'd love to see everybody's uh, contribution to that. I think it would be fascinating. Now, was there a time? I think I think it's the way to do it because nothing ever gets done without you know oh, pressure. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, if you have time, oh, we'll do that shoot next week, or we'll, we'll do it in a couple weeks. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, we're we're exactly. facing that same thing with Jason's short. Yeah, you know, like I said we uh, we've got I think what five minutes worth of stuff in the can for a ten minute short. <laughs> yep. And we're just mm-hmm. we can't nail down. Everybody to get together for the last five minutes of this damn Yeah, movie. that's mm-hmm. really tough. Yeah. Working with everyone's schedule. And see, that's what's scaring me with the one coming up. It's it's a small little home invasion script about a half hour long. And there's eight oh. people in the cast. And it's trying to find a time to get oh, yeah. all eight people in one house at the same time. So that's why it's been pushed to the new year. Because I actually wanted to start it in December. Whoa, that was yeah, ambitious. Hard. I'm very ambitious. <laughs> it's only Christmas. It'll happen next year. <laughs> <laughs> this while he's still editing his last film. Yeah. Well, I like to be busy, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> 
Now, Jesse, I um, so when I did a Google search of you, I, the one image that came up, I think it was from the America's Top Model, was you <laughs> You've mounted as a, as a deer head. How? <laughs> what is that all about? <laughs> oh, that's ridiculous. That's yeah, ridiculous just, like, reality like was... television for you. <laughs> Have you seen that? Image? No, that was the that was actually the first photo shoot. The one and that picture got me eliminated. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we won't talk about that, no. Mike. Why did you bring that up? <laughs> I just saw that and I went, "This is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen." But it caught yeah, your eye. It was probably it? the most ridiculous thing I've ever done. <laughs> but see, doesn't it say something? The fact that it caught his eye and that was what drew his attention. And that's what you want, right? <laughs> Theoretically. I mean, I can't control all those pictures. <laughs> see, that's got to be something that's so hard about modeling is the fact that you're there for the pictures, but you have no control where or when they go. Exactly. And you don't know what picture gets chosen, you know, to yeah. be the final, what's edited. You know, they can edit whatever. The one the one image that keeps coming up to mind, and it's not modeling, it was actually Beyonce doing a concert. But the photographer caught one image where, like, all of her muscles must have been relaxed. Oh, that one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you've seen that picture or not, but it's just, it hardly even looks like her. Is that the angry-looking yeah. one? That, the, yeah, the it, face it became a huge... I don't know. It. I don't follow, but... Um, but it was just, she has no well, control yeah, over I, that. You know, when you're like a superstar, yeah, <laughs> there's more of a, you know, that, that risk or that. Wouldn't it cl- be close to the same? Or whatever. Like you said, for, for modeling, you're out there on the runway and people are just snapping pictures like crazy. Oh yeah. I don't really do runway though. <laughs> oh, what kind I don't of, like it. No. Nah, not really for me. I, see, I have no frame of comparison. I've never done it. No, I said. Uh, America's Top Model is not something I would normally watch, but I did see that picture and I went, this is ridiculous and fascinating all at the same time. <laughs> and I, I just I just had to get kind of an idea as to the the story behind. Have you seen that show? No. I've seen episodes, but I've never watched an entire series. Yeah, it's funny. My, my daughter <laughs> used to watch it pretty heavily. Uh, when I mentioned yeah. uh, interviewing you and I said that you were on there a few years ago, she goes, I think I remember her. And I mentioned the deer thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, she kind of lost interest. It, it, it yeah. dropped off. Well, now <laughs> boys are on it too, so. Really? I didn't get yeah, my call. Yeah, so. guys and girls. No, I never got my casting call for that. No. What up? <laughs> This is not good. Maybe no. next season. Hey, maybe next there's season. always next year. Boys. That's true. <laughs> yeah. oh, you would be awesome. See, Wait, what? does Canada have a top model? Yes, they do. Do they? I, they did. I don't know. I don't know if it lasted more than well, one season, but there was a Canada's top model. Do you know what infuriates me about Canada this way? They love to take shows and tack Canada on the end and then do it in Canada, which is, I guess, you know, patriarchal and all that crap. Well, okay. Sid, we steal a bunch of stuff from Britain anyways. And yeah. Then but see, they did Survivor Canada. Okay. Huh? For, really? for starters, Survivor is not filmed in the U.S. It is filmed everywhere but the U.S. Yeah. So Survivor Canada, you'd think, would follow suit. No, they did it up north. Camping. Yeah, in freezing <laughs> weather. That's camping. <laughs> so, of course, gee, they were surprised when it lasted one season. <laughs> That's I think, funny. I think Amazing Race Canada did the same thing. They didn't leave Canada the first season. Mm-hmm. So it's supposed to take you around the world. Yeah. No, oh, well. not for us. 
We don't get out of the country. <laughs> All right. I think I got to go here soon. All any right, last man. pressing questions? Well, let me ask you, do you have any kind of social media type contacts or anything that you would like there to get out go. there so people can get a hold of you? Or Oh, I mean, my um, Twitter is Rabidizzle. <laughs> Yeah, I saw that. I love that. That was awesome. That's from high school, I'm pretty sure. Yes. Okay. Um, and my Instagram is Rainbow Bright. B R I T E. Instagram. Oh, wow. oh, yeah. Okay. That's old school. Yes. <laughs> well, excellent. Thank you so much for coming on with us. Yeah, sure. Thanks for talking. No problem. Thank you. Thank you. Hope to talk to you soon. Okay, sure. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye guys. That was fun. Jesse Rapidu. <laughs> Everybody. Jesus. Why were you pointing at Mike? He wanted to question. ask that stupid tree question, <laughs> but he also didn't get to ask his hamburger question. That is true. Because I, I haven't asked the hamburger question of anybody. So oh, this could have been the first time. Yeah. She did not want to be on the show. No, she's not. Okay. <laughs> I'm done, guys. <laughs> <laughs> that, I, 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 do not, I do not fault her at all. So. No. <laughs> it's, it's hard to ask questions about modeling. I have no experience nah. whatsoever. Nah, we, said we, uh, we burned through all the stuff that we... Uh, yeah. Now, I, I find it fascinating that she's still got shorts on the go, and I would love to get some of those up here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm hoping we find out about the director, like, to see all 18. Yeah. But while we're on the topic, we had Steve Kahn on here. Uh, he has his Facebook page, facebook.com slash fear dot short. Okay? That's his Facebook page for fear. And uh, he also has his email address if you wanted to get a hold of him, fear.short.film at gmail.com. And on Twitter... At fear underscore film. Those are all the ways to get a hold of Steve. Yeah. We got talking about that social media thing. Yes, you know, we yes, didn't ask yes. anybody. So I sent emails out to everybody. Uh, Elliot said, uh, nope, I don't have diddly. Not a problem. Didn't even cross my mind. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having us on. And he went off on a whole different tangent. <laughs> uh, but Jason Mack from Infliction, he does. his. He says his hub is uh, Twitter. At I am Jason Mack. I am J A S O N M A C. Yeah, that's him. Said, I've uh, I added uh, both or all uh, Steve, Elliot, Jason to the uh, Twitter feed for Movie Madhouse. Excellent. So if you're look if you if you can't find it, uh, doing doing a search, just check our followers and their uh, or following. We'll be following them, and mm-hmm. they'll uh, they're. Twitter handles are in our list. Excellent. So there we go. But yes, that was Jesse Rabadou. Yes. She sound, just sounds cute. <laughs> you could She's tell, adorable. You could tell we kind of woke her up at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, said, I think she's more used to dealing with national level press. Yes. And uh, we are not we, that. <laughs> we barely cover the. Uh, Radius of your basement when it comes yeah. to <laughs> like uh, what? How to describe it? We're on the outer fringe of showbiz media. Oh, the dude! Outer, outer fringe. Outer, outer, outer fringe. Way outer fringe. Separate galaxy. Like yeah, ta- we're, we're the Tatooine or Tatooine's moon of. <laughs> no, we're a rock on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there you go. We're not worthy. We're not worthy. We're an amoeba on the rock. <laughs> You see where I'm going. With yeah, this. yeah, I got you. But. Uh-oh. But. We might have a future. There's always a might. I don't know. We've only been out a year. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. 
there's there's stuff brewing, folks. Oh yes, big time brewing. Okay, I, <laughs> so, I don't have anything else. <laughs> well, okay, Jason. Jason did say he did have a a, a something to discuss. Oh boy! So I'm I'm going to reposition and then. Uh, okay. As Jason, uh, here I will turn your mic down going. so there's no noise. Yep. Okay. Go, Jason. On uh, this past Friday, uh, whatever the date was, um, the 14th, I think, they aired the first ever televised Hollywood Film Awards. Now, these this award show, this would have been the 18th year for them, mm-hmm. but it was the first time it was ever televised. This award show is, their, their, their tagline is, this is the beginning of the awards season. Okay. Okay. Um, I can't. I, I don't remember the name of the people who created it, but it's basically one guy. Um, he's like I don't know, an internet pioneer or something. He, he's he's connected with publicists. Supposedly, this award show is voted on by publicists, um, but it it's a joke. It's a serious, serious joke. They have an open bar, which that was referenced many, many times through the uh, through the evening. Okay. And to the point where Johnny Depp was up uh, presenting an award, and he couldn't, you couldn't understand a word he was saying. He was almost falling down. They actually had to cut him off, go to commercial, and he was still standing there. Now you see why it was never televised before. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There we go. Hey, I'm back. But just to give you an idea how much of a joke this is, um, two years ago, Quentin Tarantino won Best Screenplay. At the Hollywood Film Awards for Django Unchained. Okay. He won Best Screenplay for a movie that he was still in the editing room with. Nice. Yeah. They're, they give awards to films that aren't even completed yet. On speculation. Again, but yep. I, I think my argument was, well, it is Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, they know. <laughs> but that, but that ne- doesn't necessarily guarantee you're going to have a 99% chance of a hit. So you're but there's still that one small chance. That Quentin Tarantino is going to turn in a bomb. He he could have an off day. It could happen. Everybody. everybody Quentin Tarantino's can have an off, day. off day is probably the best day of anybody else writing. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, there is that chance. He, that he may just do something different and it's not going to work. So the chance is there. Okay. So you're saying Quentin Tarantino, the chance of Quentin Tarantino writing a bomb, you would take that chance, that 1% chance. And not back it. Yeah. Well, I'm saying that and if you're going to give something an award, you need to make sure it's worthy of the award. Okay. But, okay. You're saying these awards, you're you're putting these in the context of an actual contest, right? Well, they're, they're, they should be voted on, right? Why? What? Why? Voted on by who? I don't know. But <laughs> That's just okay. it. So if, if this husband and wife have made their own award show and they feel that Quentin Tarantino is going to make a really good Django Unchained movie and that them... And their maid have decided, oh, let's give it to Quentin Tarantino. You're saying they're wrong? It's their show. Without seeing the movie? Yes, they're well, wrong. How can they be wrong? It's their show. It's their opinion. Wow. They can do whatever the hell they want. That's fine. But to, to try and treat it like a, a serious award? Who is? 
the power the powers that be in Hollywood apparently. No, the Weinstein's? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're saying they run Hollywood now? Pretty darn close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, See, this it was just this is what you have to remember. Award shows are strictly for actors and actresses and production people to get together and drink and pat each other on the back. It's a, a giant that's masturbation, it, that's... masturbatory celebration. Think back to all my rantings on the Oscars. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> well, you would have, if you were to see this show, you would just be uh, dismayed at how bad it was. They had one musical act, Janelle Monet. Uh, she's she's been a breakout artist over this last year or whatever. Mm-hmm. Wow, was it bad? <laughs> she sounded horrible. The whole production was just it was it was ugly. Ugly. Okay, I'm turning your mic down. Get in position. Okay. <laughs> oh, is it bothering you that I'm on your shoulder? Yes. No, it's like I gotta look over my shoulder at you. Uh, it feels uh, weird. Stay behind me. Especially after all that lip stuff. Uh, what did uh, we can get caught up on some of this stuff here. Um You you in position there? Okay, I'm turning your mic back on. Uh Robert Downey Jr. promises Age of Ultron will shake up the Marvel third act formula. That's the the coming together of the superheroes to fight the big bad kind yep. of thing. Marvel has yet to serve up anything that could be described as a dud. <laughs> yeah, I think you, you think? can say that. <laughs> hey, I don't care for your interviews. Thank you. Um, Let's improve. Get rid of pop-up ads. There we go. Let me see here. There was a Rubik's Cube to how to make these things have an Act 3, says Downey, uh, that they're just going... That you're just going, I really hope you like Acts 1 and 2 because now they've got to do all this stuff. To me, I think it was the same thing in Iron Man 3. Act 3 was the strongest act. I think that this is really gunning for that sort of thing because I love movies. I love these kinds of movies. I feel like I'm just a very tolerant kind of consumer with these things. But I think there is to be a bit of a transcendence of formula. And so without giving too much away, when the first draft came in, I thought, oh, wow, it didn't fall into that trap. And I read the last page, and I got chills for a reason I definitely can't explain. This is going to be very cool. That's what Robert has to say about Ultron. Just, just give us the damn movie now. Why? Oh. Don't make us wait. Okay, okay. Here, here, here's my guess. What's going to happen? The Avengers beat up Ultron, and Thanos comes down mm-hmm. with the Infinity Gauntlet on, That's... and just. I can see that. I, I don't think so. What's your I, take I, on it? I, I'm not. I'm not quite sure. I just. I don't think Thanos appears like that way. I think um, whatever causes Ultron to go on his own is going to be another Infinity Gem. That's what I'm thinking. And it, maybe Thanos appears to take that gem or whatever. That could be the. But not. Uh, but not a straight up. You know, the Avengers. There's. I don't think it'll be Thanos. No. No, he didn't even, Thanos didn't even do diddly in Guardians. He sent someone to go get it. Yep. Yeah. So you're right. It could be another minion. Yep. And that'll lead them to Thanos for the Infinity Gauntlet. But who would be the the minion then? Well, it can't be Ronan. Nor Howard the Duck. (laughs) Well, it could be Howard the Duck. Well, yeah, he is free. That's true, too. And I don't think he's got any movie stuff going on right now, so. No, his his calendar's empty. That's a shame. Mm, (laughs) I know. 
We so need much, a Howard the Duck remake. So much talent sitting there smoking that cigar. <laughs> you let him lick you on the mouth. That's gross. <laughs> uh, well, let me see. Oh, did you hear about Phase 3 for Marvel? Oh, yeah. Really? Are you sure? <laughs> hey. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> okay, so let's get to Phase 3. May, okay. <laughs> Maybe you two should go outside and... <laughs> Duke it out. No, uh, oh, I actually, I'll tape it in super slow mo. Oh, cool! Because this would be the funniest thing ever. No, <laughs> please, please read. Because if I'm reading that right, that's something I didn't know. Is that a Dundee? Aha! <gasps> like, bum, I, no, I've read the li- I've read the bum. list, but one thing I'm catching in there is which that one are you catching? The Benedict Cumberbatch is Doc Strange. Is that a done deal now? Okay. I know he was a front runner, but is that a done deal? Benedict Cumberbatch is starring in everything. You got it right. Yeah. You said he, it right. Except and, Sherlock. Yeah. Well, no. Because he's starring in everything. No, he's starring in everything, but will deny starring in everything and then shows up in everything. True. See, that's how he works. Yeah. But now that we're onto that formula, he's yes. going to have to switch. Yep. Exactly. So, no, to my knowledge, hey, get back oh. here. To my knowledge, nobody's been cast yet. Okay. But. Who knows? You wait he's, to read that. He's front runner. Yeah, because Leto was, is now front runner for another role, another comic book character. The Black Panther? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Uh, let me see. So they have America, uh, Captain America Civil War, May 6, 2016, followed by Doc Strange in November. 2017, we'll see a trio of Marvel projects, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Thor, Ragnarok, and Black Panther. Chadwick Bosman? I oh, don't know. He who played uh, Jackie Robinson in that 42. <laughs> I love and this. Uh, you can see him in the first look at his costume below. Well, yeah, he's in a costume. What the? <laughs> <And> that, <laughs> don't even know what he looks like. Yeah. That's that an artist render. Like yeah. yeah, it just looks like an Alex Ross painting. Uh, 2018, we'll see the debut for Captain Marvel. Oh, yeah. Inhumans. And the first and film of a two part saga. Avengers Infinity War. Yeah. Okay. The inhu- the fact that the Inhumans are getting their own movie now, that should tell you the stroke of comic book uh, writers and who's in charge of making movies at Disney now. Exactly. And also, it, I, that's got to be a direct result of the success of Guardians. By pulling oh, yeah. in a lower tier group like that and it was a success, hey, what else? can we? Let's reach further into the bottom of the barrel. Well, well you say the Inhumans are at the bottom of the barrel? I know nothing about them. I know one character in them, and that's Who? it. Who? Black Bolt. That's the only one I oh, know. Oh, that's from all his interviews. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he just doesn't <laughs> shut up. Yeah. Okay, let's take a look here. This is probably the scene that was on whatever it was on. Yep. Whosoever be he worthy shall have the power. Whatever, man. It's a trick. Oh, it is much more than that, my friend. <laughs> If I lift it, do I get to rule Asgard? Yes, of course. I will be fair, but firmly cruel. <coughs> be right back. Are we even pulling? Are you on my team? Just represent, pull. All right, let's go. Come on, Cap. A little bit of... <laughs> Nothing. Oh, no, no, that's not a question I need answered. <laughs> <laughs> Whosoever is carrying Thor's fingerprints is, I think, the literal translation. Yes, well, that's a very interesting theory. 
I have a simpler one. You're all not worthy. Oh. <laughs> How could you be worthy? You're all puppets. Tangled in strings. as to who that guy might be. And he's figured prominently in this trailer. Yes, he is. Like, he gets his own scene. He's on the screen for a second or two, but you know something's up with this guy. Yep. And that does look like Andy Serkis, right? Uh, Oh, you know what? It really looks like Andy. Oh, you had it almost. It does. It looks like Andy Serkis. Wow. Yeah, look at him. I am DB, that stuff. I'm bringing it up right now. Jason's on. Certainly does look like Andy Circus. Yeah. But, again, I have, I have to agree with you. They have their work cut out for them for their version of Quicksilver versus the... Uh, oh, Days of Future, Days of Future Past. Past. That was sweet. Yes. I still Just love that scene. Nudging those bullets off trajectory a little bit all done to time in a bottle by oh. jim croce that was awesome wonderful scene that is andy circus doesn't list his character uh, <laughs> uh, <of course> not. <laughs> bastards uh-huh <laughs> they'll get you there you may they said they're going you may have a lot of information but you're not getting all the information <laughs> and now a word from our sponsors Before 1971, a young S. Sadie Burbank could only imagine a simple American life as a loving wife and mother. That was her goal when she first married in 1959 at the age of 18, but with the wild social revolution of the 1960s, Burbank's idea of a perfect life would quickly change as she left behind her family to begin a new existence of her own. Her journey would find her on a plane headed toward her new lover, Steve, who was halfway across the world, waiting her arrival in a small bush camp in the country of Liberia. Once there, Sadie is greeted with a fascinating, strange world and plunges herself into the exotic land of the bush. But less than six months later, Sadie would realize all was not as it seemed, and Steve was not the man she fell in love with. Burbank found herself desperately seeking escape from the camp and her lover as she raced back to Roberts Field Airport, literally running for her life. Based on an unbelievably true story by S. Sadie Burbank, Red Hills, 
green vines, and dried monkey meat for dinner is a manuscript of Burbank's adventurous and deadly experience during a time filled with sex, drugs, and murder. Now available in paperback and hardback. For more information, log into www.redhills.us. Looking for a new book, comic, or apparel from your favorite MythWorks or independent creators? Then you're in the right place. Introducing the all-new redesigned MythMart store. Now bigger, badder, better. Sign up and become a member and receive 10 to 50% off on selected items. Get the all-new Terry D. Shearer's Bloody Hell t-shirt, or non-members can pick up one of our e-books for only $4.95. Or go into the past and relive the 90s with MythWorks Comics Classics for $3.99. The new MythMart. Bigger, badder, better. Visit MythMart at www.mythworks.com slash MythMart. Or find us on Facebook for extra savings. Do you own a business or have an item you want to sling? Do you want a chance to reach potential customers? Do you want to make some extra cash? Then here's your chance. For $50, you can have a one to two minute commercial featured on each of our shows for an entire month. With six shows a week, that's only $2.09 per podcast. Plus, for an extra 10 bucks, your item will be placed into MythMart. So sit back and relax as they handle all stages of transactions. Contact our ad department at info at jaysamon.com. The title is New Plot Details Emerge for Terminator Genesis. Seems that despite telling a similar story to the original two films, Terminator Genesis will make several key narrative changes, starting with the notion that Sarah Connor's parents were both killed by a Terminator. Of course, why not? You know, that's not my mother. Okay, I know that. (laughs) Whoever's calling, it's not my mother. In their absence, the nine-year-old Sarah was brought up by none other than Arnold Schwarzenegger's T-800 meaning that she has grown up to become a highly trained antisocial recluse. That oh. makes absolutely no sense, then. Why would she be afraid of him when she, she, she was not recognize him? Exactly. She has been told everything that was supposed to happen, but Sarah fundamentally rejects that destiny, she says. Uh, that's not what I want to do. It's her decision that drives the story in a very different direction. No. So this is a what if. Yeah, it is. And like I said, they're, they're wrapping... The Terminator mythos into this, and it, it, again, it's a, like you said, it's a what if. So there's no, it doesn't fall into the continuity. It's not it, well. It's Terminator time travel. They can change continuity. Yeah, Days of Future Past prove that. Yeah, you know. But they're they're taking Sarah's story and turning it into John's story because John grew up learning all this. Like he is what they're making Sarah into. Wasn't yeah. raised by a Terminator, but yeah. Um, okay, Terminator Three: Rise of the Machines left a bad taste in my mouth. I 
just walk away from it at that point. I never watched uh, was it Salvation. It wasn't bad. And I never watched it. Never watched the Sarah Connor Chronicles whatever that show. I. Okay, I watched one or two episodes of that, and it just kind of. I want to because Summer Glau's in it. But. Well, okay, Summer Glau, I, I, I could buy her as River Tam, cannot buy her as a Terminator. Yeah. Now I was, and I, I really could care less about this movie, and then I see the bottom line in there of who who's co-starring in this movie, and I almost kind of have to. Where if you go farther at? down, you'll see the the co-starring. You, you had it up, and then you scrolled. Directed by Alan Taylor, co-starring Amelia Clark, Jay Courtney, and Matt Smith. Amelia Clark is Daenerys Targaryen. Khaleesi. Yeah. And Matt Smith, former doctor. doctor why would, do- why would 11, a doctor become an actor? The 11th Doctor Who. Doctor Who. He's an actor who played I a character. I don't know who his name is. Yeah. Well, what do- wouldn't it be Doctor Smith? Not, you're not playing that game. I am playing that game. It's Matt Smith. <laughs> Damn it. I've been waiting to see him do something after the doctor, and it's going to have to be that piece of crap. Uh, that hurts. Whoa, 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 whoa. There is a 1% chance this might be a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> Knew that was coming. <laughs> Bravo, sir. I didn't even see it coming. <laughs> uh, let me see here. Back to Age of Ultron. Joss Whedon talks global feel for Age of Ultron. While it's tempting to get entirely swept away by Marvel's exciting Phase 3 plan, there is still a small matter of Avengers Age of Ultron to be dealt with. <laughs> yeah, small plan. Uh, up in the Italian Alps, said Whedon, when asked where the film had shot, we were in Seoul, Korea. We were in Johannesburg. We shot a little in Bangladesh, then all over England. Holy crap. A little globe trotting. Yeah. So maybe they hit the Star Wars set, too, while they're out. Probably. Why not? <laughs> is that an X-Wing in the background? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Okay, well, that that's what the whole thing is. Why did the Hulk globally. smash the Millennium Falcon? <laughs> <laughs> that's why in those pictures it's only half there. Yeah, exactly. You know? Uh, Sam Raimi and Fidi Alvarez are reuniting. I don't know Alvarez. They know. put on Evil Dead. Okay. Yes. Uh, let me see here. As it's Halloween... Oh, well, this was a little while ago. <laughs> Some sort of horror news <laughs> to bring you this morning in the form of a perspective. Reteam between Evil Dead collaborators. However, the trio aren't cooking up... Oh, oh, Rob Tapper. There we go. I said trio, and I only had two names. They're not cooking up an Eva Dead sequel or even a horror film, but rather a new thriller entitled A Man in the Dark. According to the film, we'll follow a trio of teenagers who specializes in meticulously planned home robberies as they eye the final score that should set them up for some time to come. Having targeted a recluse blind man with millions of dollars stashed away, it seems like the perfect plan. Well, if it was, then it wouldn't be a movie. Exactly. Except for the fact that said blind man is a fully paid-up psychopath with more than a few tricks up his sleeve. (laughs) Alvarez is set to occupy the director's chair in the film with Raimi and Tappert supporting the production duties. Hmm. Did you see that uh, Bruce Campbell's headed back to TV? Is that that uh, Evil Dead TV show? Yeah. Yeah, I heard about that. Hmm. RoboCop writer will pen Gambit's solo movie. Ew. Well, Josh Zutner, I guess his name is, Zutmer, will work from a treatment by Chris Claremont. Oh, that oh, is potential. That, yeah, okay, that's different. <laughs> yes, there's potential. There, yeah. <laughs> Some new details emerged concerning the forthcoming X-Men spinoff, Gambit, which has appointed a new screenwriter. Um, Zumer will pen the script for Cajun's mutant first solo outing, having made his major picture debut earlier this year with the RoboCop remake. 
However, Zutmir, I hope I'm saying that right, will have some existing material to work with as a treatment has already been written by regular Marvel Comics writer Chris Claremont. And you're now all of a sudden worried about mangling people's well, names? It's, it's disrespectful. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to try to change up the superhero type movie, maybe give us something a little different. In my opinion, Gamut is an outlier. 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 Whatever. He's not a good guy in a way. He's an outsider. Yeah. Um, and uh, You know, though, if they do try to bring a mainstream kind of feel to it, Gambit's someone they can do that with. Just about. Yeah. Other least, than the exploding uh, playing cards. Yeah. Well, he was more of a... He can, he can play the thief, rogue kind of uh, feel, and then they can add, like, the, the mutant power, like, sparingly. Into well, like that. the Wolverine origin. When they had Taylor Kitchen there, yep. okay, they had regular Gambit. If yeah. they follow the comic book, he's got those little red eye things. Yeah, yeah. That would be the only thing to give him away. Unless they can, well, they could probably do that when he's manifesting his uh, power. Yeah, kind of like Storm then, with yeah. the eyes. Yeah. yeah. This I'm looking forward to. Oh, hell's yes. Creator James O'Barr gives update on The Crow. The forthcoming project will adapt the comic book rather than remake the movie. Oh. Yes. Oh. Uh, things have been a little quiet on the long-promised revival of The Crow, but original creator James O'Barr has supplied a welcome update, stressing that the new film will not remake the Brandon Lee version, but will new spin on the comic book. We're not remaking the movie. We're readapting the book, O'Barr told him. Uh, my metaphor is that there is a Bela Lugosi Dracula, and then there's a Francis Ford Coppola Dracula. They use the same material, but you still got two entirely different films. That's true. This one's going to be closer to Taxi Driver or a John Woo film. Ooh. Yes. And I think there's room for both of them. Part of the appeal of the Crow comics, after all, is that they can tell very different stories. Brandon Lee was a friend, says Obar, and I'd never do anything to hurt his legacy. Eric Draven was a creation of the movie. If you read the comic, Eric and Shelley never have their last names revealed. Hopefully this is one area the new movie being more faithful to the comic will come into play and Eric won't be going by Eric Draven in the new film. Luke Evans may play Eric, but Brandon Lee will forever be Eric Draven. It isn't clear whether F, this guy, is still on board to direct, but Obara seems to suggest as much in his comments, and while a release date has not been nailed down, it does at least sound as though things are moving forward. Oh, give me the crow. Oh, yeah. Like, especially if they're, they're adapting the comic book. The comic book was such a different take. Well, yeah. That's Luke Evans. Oh, yeah. Dracula Untold and a bunch of other movies. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Why are we looking at Luke Evans? Because he was named. Was he? He's named as the, oh, as the Eric Crow. Draven. As the Crow. As Eric. As yeah. Eric. As Eric. Right. Yeah. Yes. No, no last. Eric, no last name. But I do remember reading the comic books. And the one thing in the comic books, there was more emoting from uh, Eric than there was in the movie. I don't know. I think they wanted to make. The, the the crow movie more of an actioner than have the emotion of the uh, the comic captured because well you can only capture so much in the movie that you can't in the book but in in the book the crow would would actually he would dance and he would like oh, yeah. he, he would there was more emotion into it and the violence was way way higher yeah and not to mention the fact the entire story was different yes you know Eric and Shelley were in a car that stalled. And these guys happened upon him, 
It yeah. had nothing to do with the building tenement yeah. or okay. Yeah, and Top Dollar was just one of the uh, the punks that got wiped out. Yeah, was it T Bird the top or the, the 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 boss? No, Top Dollar was top in dollar. the movie. In, in the, the movie, movie, but in the book, in the book, T Bird. No, he Top Dollar was still the the leader of the gang. I don't know my the I way think, uh, my buddy I, Tom I, I was always so. thought. I don't think Top was the uh, the leader. Damn! Now I got to read them again. It's yeah. been so long since I read them. It's been a while. Let's see here. <laughs> there was a story that was at the oh. top of that list, and I just ugh, yuck. Uh, which one is it? It was just called the crow, wasn't it? Right there. We're pulling it up. Where do you get these fabulous toys? Wow. J O Bar ninety two. Yeah. Wow. 81. 81. Holy crap on a stick. Son of a gun. Okay. Let's find out here. Blah, blah, blah. Yep. There he is. That's Tintin. Is it Tintin? Tom, mm, Tom, Top Dollar, Fun Boy, Tintin. Yep. Okay. I'm going to try and... People are sitting there looking at us or listening to us going, we can't see your comic, idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the ghost cowboy. Yes. That was one thing that was not in the movie at all. Skull cowboy. Skull cowboy. But but yet there's a deleted scene from the film. Yes. That's in the the Blu-ray version of uh, The Crow. They did add that deleted scene. Yep. That wasn't Tintin. This is Tintin right here. Oh, that's weird. Okay. That w- must have been some random, random guy he got a coat from. Hmm. Okay, so when do we get to the origin? And we're not fascinating radio. Yes, so, it is. I'm going to we'll, shut that. We'll, off. we'll research this later. <laughs> Stay tuned for more updates. Yep. Uh, anybody see anything cool? I saw that Idris Elba reveals Heimdall and Loki will appear in Avengers: Age of Ultron. That's some craziness right there. Yes. Confirmed he has filmed a scene for the sequel. Um, Having spent the summer hosting a DJ residency in wherever that is. Ibiza. Ibiza. Yeah. Uh, He also took a brief break from the White Isle to link up with Earth's Mightiest Heroes and reprise his role at Heimdall. I'm doing a scene with Chris Hemsworth and Tom Hiddleston, Elba told him. And they're like, aren't you uh, supposed to be in Ibiza? It's intriguing that Elba mentions Hiddleston was here as we last saw Loki disguised as Odin at the end of Thor. Right. Will his true form be revealed in Age of Ultron, and could that be what draws Thor away from his fellow Avengers? My guess would be yes. That would that would make sense. Yes. That's that's they because they do need to get Thor away from uh, the action somehow, yep. and that would definitely uh, be that hook. Yes, and then that hooks into uh, Ragnarok. Which is the third Thor movie. Yep. 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 Yeah, it makes sense. And, yep. now we- and it also gets rid of Thor for Civil War. Exactly. Because they have to do that. Yeah, he'd, have- be, he'd be too busy beating up on his brother. Yep. yep. He and Loki smacking it out. Well, Christian Bale has dropped out of the Steve Picks biopic. Oh. Steve Jobs biopic. There we go. This is probably old news because I've also heard they have also have a new star, but I can't remember who it is. Ashton Kutcher. Probably. Because <laughs> that, that worked the first time. Hey, you got to give in the old college try. <laughs> There's a 1% chance, right? That's right. <laughs> Let me see here. Oscar Isaac and Jessica Chaston. There's the new t-shirt. 
There's a one percent. There's a one percent chance it'll work. <laughs> uh, let me see here. A new full-length trailer has landed online for a most violent year. Uh, struggle to protect the American dream they've built for themselves. This Jessica uh, Chastain. That name sounds so familiar. Yeah. Here. Jason. I'm not sure. Ooh, rated R. I understand you and your men have a job to do here, but we're in the middle of a 10-year-old's birthday party. There, I'm sorry, but we are coming in. That's not a problem. We have nothing to hide from you. My husband is a good man. Don't mistake his honesty for weakness. He deserves respect. This was very disrespectful. Lawless. I run a fair and clean business, and I will fight to my last breath to prove that. These are dangerous times, and we have to adapt. It's not like when we was driving. This looks like a mafia movie. Yeah. Last year than they've ever been. So if you come to Southern, we have an urgent security issue here. Trust me, I'm aware. This can't continue. You're at war here. Heating Two years since you started investigating my industry. Do you have any idea who's been doing this to us? Or you may be doing something to bring this on yourself. I have always taken the path that is most right. The result is never in question for me. Just what path do you take to get there? Zero Dark Thirty. Where did you get that? Your youngest daughter found it in the bushes outside her front door. It's not a brick through a car window. This is your kid playing with a loaded gun. Katie! The DA's coming down with a 14-count indictment. We've just pushed it a little too far, that's all. Can't have this situation continuing. If one of these guys shoots someone, it will be the end of everything that we have worked for. You now have serious legal cases against you, ranging from fraud to tax evasion. It wasn't your good luck helping you out all these years. It was me. I don't want anything to do with this. When it feels scary to jump, that is exactly when you jump. Otherwise, you end up staying in the same place your whole life. like a good old-fashioned mob movie yeah overheating oil yummy yeah well hmm i don't know if i'm gonna see that or not i'll wait maybe i'll completely forget about it actually uh, yeah once we're done this podcast i'll be like what violet yeah. what <laughs> goldfish memory retention no <laughs> yes <laughs> agent carter set to make an ant-man cameo oh see have you noticed How? They're not talking about Ant-Man as part of Phase 3, but it comes out after Avengers Age of Ultron, So, and I thought it was in the same universe. Well, it, it is. is. It is, but it's probably standalone. No, there's nothing... There, there's nothing that would make Ant-Man fit into that Phase 3 storyline. Because he, I'm I'm assuming Ant-Man... Well, yeah. Micro Ant-Man. Micro Ant-Man. I'll go against Thanos. Giant Man. No. It's not, not the same this. guy? It's Scott, the same well, guy. Yeah, but okay. not yet. Okay. That that's working on the pim particle. And we said they they've already played with the timeline because they have Hank Pym created Ultron. Yeah. And now they're just saying Hank Pym just made the pim particle and 
it was Stark that made Ultron. Yeah. So it, it just they're they're screwing around with that those storylines a little bit. But if Agent Carter is going to be in it, does that mean Ant Man's going to be set back in no like after the war? No, no. Uh, another day and another story about significant Marvel cameo with uh, Haley Atwell's Peggy Carter will make an appearance in Atman. The report cites a casting call from Project Casting looking for an experienced stand-in for Haley Atwell to do a day's work um, in November on a Sunday. So they're looking for an older person to play okay. Carter. Okay. Okay. That looks like her. So it won't be her, but... Well, I, I, even though it wouldn't be Haley Atwell, I, I have this suspicion that the uh, Agent Carter that we saw in Cap the Winter Soldier, that wasn't either. If it was her, it was it was an act. It wasn't. She's not really, not really feeble like she like it looked oh, like. Okay, I wonder. Just there was there was a brief thing in the season premiere of Agents of Shield. That to me screamed that she's active. Oh, really? Yes, because it looked to me like he sent her a message. In the, I think I'm pretty sure it was the first episode of the season. <laughs> okay, let's burn through these real quick. The first trailers come out for Despicable Me's Minion. Yes. Now I would play the trailer, but there's no dialogue. Well, there is. Well, everybody knows the minions, and everybody's jazzed about a minion spinoff. Yes. So. Speaking of Jessica Chastain, 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 <laughs> Cumberbund. We just talked about her five minutes ago. <laughs> no. Teases a possible. Movie Marvel World. Because okay. he got Cumberbatch's name right. Oh, that's yeah. now he's got a new one to butcher. Everything is <laughs> jumbled yeah. everything up. Uh, let me see. She has been revealed that a meeting has taken place with Marvel over an undisclosed role. Uh, it's not Captain Marvel. We talked about <laughs> aligning our forces in the future. And here's the thing with me: if you're going to be in a superhero movie, you only get one chance. You're that character forever. So why do a superhero movie and play the boring villain? Or sorry, boring civilian. Um, I've been attached to Iron Man 3's character before eventually dropping out. I don't want to say too much, but there was one thing. There was a possibility in the future of the character becoming... Oh, and that is... Yeah. And I was like, I understand that, but I want to do it now. Nova. That could be it. I like that. You only get one chance? Yeah. Tell that to Chris Evans. Yeah, it was just yes. like <laughs> Human Torch and Captain America. Yeah, yep. Well, somebody said, one of the guys I was working with, they were talking about, or was it you, said if they ever did cross over the FF and uh, the Avengers? It was Tom. Yeah. It was Leatherdale. Yeah. It would be Chris Evans talking to Chris Evans. Oh, and, no, that was you and me. Oh, is that right? Yes. Yeah. Because we were talking about Back to the Future doing it. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Tom. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, Star Wars stuff. They have their title. I did see that. The Force Awakens. <laughs> what the hell's it been doing? Uh, all I can picture is the day that went up. Kevin Smith posted, and he had a little added tagline to it: "The Force Awakens," and tries to rub one out without waking the wife up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me see. Blah blah blah. Well, not quite as eye-catching as the Phantom Menace. There's something pleasing back to basics about the new title. Which also adds some personality to a project that's been referred to as Episode 7 for what seems like an age. Okay. Now, okay. Coming off the heels of Return of the Jedi, 
Now, does this kind of smack of the Jedi Academy kind of thing? See, that's what I'm wondering, because there's talks that the story, so they supposedly hunt down Luke at the beginning. He's gone hermit like Ben. Yeah. And that's why he's got the beard and all that stuff. And something happens where someone finds his hand with the lightsaber that was cut off in Empire. Okay. Ooh, that's creepy. It's very creepy because it would have been burnt up on Bespin. But hey, let's not deal with facts. (laughs) (laughs) Some little cleaning droid. Some Roombas keeps bumping into it. Get this out of the way. Um, They find that, and that's what causes the hunt for Luke. And uh, it's the beginning of of the Jedi Academy. Okay. Now, will Leia start her manifestation of her force abilities in this or how those, this you know is what I don't know. Yeah. Let's check the books. Oh, wait. Oh, mm. oh, wow. I, I actually had a tear the other day. Walked into the bookstore and there's a brand new star Wars novel. Oh yeah. It's for a universe that I don't know. You get in on the ground floor. I was in on the ground floor. <laughs> the new ground floor. I was in the freaking sub basement. <laughs> you can get in. On the ground floor of the new building. Right. And then 20 years later, saw it to a new company, and then there'll be a new ground floor. Yeah, what's your problem? Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> so you said you're on the ground floor. Does that mean you had Splinter in the Mind's Eye? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. liked that book. I enjoyed it. That was supposedly the sequel. Yep. Before the sequel was even planned. Yep. Yeah. And yeah, I, I still have my original copy okay. from when I was a kid. George Lucas. That was his sequel, right? Mm-hmm. Not owned by George Lucas anymore. So you still have the George Lucas sequels. Now you have the Walt Disney building that you're now... I'm not going in that building. You can go in it. Is there room in your heart for another universe? No. No. I'll stand outside the building through the glass and watch the movie. Oh. I will not go in the building to be part of that universe. So if this happens, you go see the movie... And all of a sudden, you're back in love with Star Wars, and you see the new the the book. See, it's it's going to be in every bookstore that you go with. Uh-huh. You're going to be tempted. You're going to cave. There's a one percent chance. You know what? Sadly, there isn't. There isn't. No, there is no percent. No. I was on the fence. Maybe. Oh, actually, two days ago, I was on the fence talking, like because I saw the book and I was humming and hawing. I was putting my son to bed, and he wanted to read some comics, so I brought a whole bunch over. In this pile was a five-comic book series called Obsession. Okay. Okay? It's Obi-Wan's hunt for Asajj. Okay. Because Anakin's bound and bent. He killed her. But Obi-Wan's going, no, she's still alive. And across the top, it's the prequel to Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) They've wiped that out. It never happened. Okay? But it did. Nope. But it did. Nope. In you have the evidence in your hand. Mm, no, no, that's just paper with in, words. In <laughs> a in a reality that we in, in the possibility of multiple universes happening multiple times every mm-hmm. second. Why do you think I don't read DC? Because well, of all their freaking multiple no, no, universes. No, no, no. But it, it, it's it's oh no, it's Batman a mosaic. from World Four and you Batman have to, from World Seven. <laughs> you have to enjoy the mosaic of it all. There's no mosaic. The life is not a linear path. It isn't? No. It's the Disney multiverse. And there's one universe where Mickey Mouse walks hand in hand with Luke Skywalker, Buzz and Woody, 
and all the Avengers. And that's not a universe I will be in. <laughs> no. Drink the Kool-Aid, Rob. Not happening. Drink the Kool-Aid, Rob. I'll give it to my dog. <laughs> Here, you go enjoy the movie. Uh, Disney confirms Toy Story 4 for 2017. No. Imagine that. Uh-huh. Was there a sequel to Schindler's List? Shawshank's Toy Box. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically it, yes. Uh, let me see. Dan Lass- or John Lasseter says that there's, he's in place to direct. We love these characters so much. They're like family to us. We don't want anything with them unless it lives up or surpasses what's been done before. Toy Story 3 ended Woody and Buzz's story with Andy so perfectly that for a long time we never talked about doing another Toy Story movie. But when Andrew, whatever, Pete, whatever, and Lee, I guess the bunch of people, and I came up with this new idea, I just could not stop thinking about it. <laughs> of course not. It's money. You, you know what it is? Andrew, Pete, and Lee went, fuck, we just got a new house each. Uh, <laughs> yep. We need some money. I got to pay for my car. Four. <laughs> the last uh, Pixar thing has, hasn't panned out well. The, the plane sequel oh, hasn't panned yeah. out well. Time to get the Pixar name back up again. We yeah. got to head back to Toy Story. Mark Wahlberg will be playing the $6 billion man. I'm a transformer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, I love how it became the six billion dollar man. Well, okay, anybody can get six million dollars. <laughs> inflation. Uh, Wahlberg will follow in the footsteps of the original star Lee Majors in playing Steve Austin, a test pilot who is kitted out with bionic limbs and various implants in order to transform him into a super spy. You'll notice that the title of the film has been adjusted to the six billion dollar man. So expect Wahlberg to e- <laughs> to be even more technologically enhanced than his predecessor. <laughs> According to the report, Berg will also produce the film alongside Bob Weinstein Uh, 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 for Dimension Films while the studio is currently seeking a writer. Oh, my God. (laughs) We got a star. We got a title. We just don't have a script. (laughs) It's mine. Oh, my Lord. We got a production company. We got financing. Somebody got a script. (laughs) I knew I forgot something. We know how the movie opens. He gets blowed up. Uh Is there any fanfic writers out there that got a $6 billion man script they want? Throw a spec one at uh, the Weinsteins. Yes, they're looking for people now. (laughs) At least one. Oh, man. Okay. Channing Tatum and Damien... Be sure. I I don't know that name. All right. Sounds good. But they're confirmed for The Hateful Eight. In the Hateful Eight, set six or eight or twelve years. <laughs> what? Spit it out, man. That's what it says. In six the Hateful or eight, eight or set six or eight or twelve years after the Civil War, a stagecoach hurtles through the wintry Wyoming landscape. The passengers, bounty hunter John Ruth, Kurt Russell, and his fugitive Daisy Dom- Domingra, Jennifer Jason Lee, race towards the town of Red Rock, where Ruth, known in these parts as the Hangman, will bring Demers to justice. Along the road, they encounter two strangers, Major Marcus Warren, Sam Jackson, oh, wow. oh. A, for, a black former Union soldier turned infamous bounty hunter, and Chris Mannix, Walter Goggins, a southern renegade who claims to be the town's new sheriff. Losing their lead on the blizzard, Ruth, Dem- whatever, Warren and Mannix seek refuge at Minnie's Haberdashery, a stagecoach stopover on a mountain pass. When they arrive at Minnie's, they are greeted not by the proprietor, but by four unfamiliar faces. Bob, Damien, blah, 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 who's taking care of Minnie's while she's visiting her mother, is holed up with Oswaldo 
Morbray, Tim Roth, the hangman of Red Rocker, cowpuncher Joe Gagne, Michael Madsen, the Confederate General Sanford Smithers, Bruce Dern. As the storm overtakes the mountainside stopover, our eight travelers come to learn they may not make it to Red Rock after all. So this is like that motel movie. What the hell is that called? Identity. Yeah. Huh. Or The Shining back in the... He's uh, got that 1% look on his face. Yeah. <laughs> is this the 1% movie that Quentin Tarantino's going to bomb at? I certainly hope not. It's the, the lineup's there, and it's there's going to be buckets of blood, but... Well, it's Quentin movie. Of course there will be. I don't know. Just trying to... Just, just trying to follow it just seemed a little, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it pans out. Okay. Matt Damon confirms Born Return. Yes. Years we, there of- was speculation, wasn't Like, we, we, well, we speculated the Jeremy Renner might have uh, coaxed uh, Damon back. Yep. Years of rumors were finally put to bed recently when news broke that Matt Damon and Paul Greengrass would be returning for another Born film. And now Damon himself has confirmed that all systems go for the next installment of the action franchise. It had seemed that any such reunion was unlikely, particularly after Jamie Renner uh, had been drafted to take the series in a new direction. But now Damon has confirmed that Jason Bourne will be taking center stage once more. It's probably because they couldn't get Jeremy Renner anymore. That could be it. He's just too busy with uh, yeah, the well, yeah, Avenger. Stuff. Screw you. <laughs> <laughs> Bourne? What? No. Uh, let me see here. Yes, next year, says Damon, uh, whether he would be shooting a new Bourne film. It'll be in 2016 when the movie will actually come out. Paul Greengrass is going to do another one, and that's all I've ever said. I just needed him to say yes. Universal has yet to confirm an official release date for the film, but with cameras set to roll next year, 2016 penciled into the slate, it looks like we won't have to wait too long to see Bourne taking names and snapping necks once more. Oh, nice. I'm in. Yeah. Ah. All right. Uh, one more. We got to wrap this up. A one more. Early. Well, yeah. this will be a good one then. Jared Leto set to play Joker in the Suicide Squad. Oh, did you see the other Suicide Squad member? Uh, Margot Robbie. Margot yes. Robbie is right Harley there. Quinn to play Harley Quinn. I saw her first, and then the Jared Leto thing popped up. So right. that's a lineup, man. Oh, that's yeah. for those unfamiliar with the character. Harley Quinn began as Harley Harlequin Kinzel, a psychiatrist at Arkham Asylum who attempted to analyze the Joker during one of his many stays. <laughs> Unfortunately for her, the Joker manipulated her into infatuation with him and soon had her ditching her doctor's whites for a jester's hat. Robbie and, possibly, Leto will join a cast that is also rumored to contain Tom Hardy, Will Smith, and someone else, with David Ayer behind the camera. There's some heat behind the Suicide Squad here. Like, Leto and Will Smith now adding Margot Robbie and Tom Hardy. It's, they're they're stacking the deck. Yes, yeah. they are. Now, Jared Leto, I think, is a really good pull for uh, the Joker. Yes. He's he. Everybody knows the shoes he has to fill for this, and I think he's gonna. You know, he definitely has to bring his own spin on this, which he will. But it, it's how he's going to do it that's what i want to see yes like i just read a, a, a the book is a batman rip and they did the uh oh was it the uh, the thin white prince of uh, co- uh crime basically they they kind of made the joke this was after the joker was uh killed and brought back to life oh in the new 52 yeah yeah and that joker is 
way more homicidal than uh, some of the previous incarnations. And I, I would want, I would fathom with Leto's body tape, he might be able to pull that one off. That would be good to see. Yeah, yeah. I would, I would lean him towards that that character. Okay. Well, we're going to go over just a little bit because I want to do these last four. Okay. These are fast, though. The first Star Wars spinoff will film at Pinewood Studios. They're getting ready to start that one here. Uh, the seventh Star Wars movie just finished shooting at Pinewood, said Dun- Dunleavy, and I'm delighted to be able to tell you that a new Star Wars movie is already booked in. The new film will be directed by Gareth Edwards, although no details have been confirmed as to what it will cover. Rumors abound that it will be a standalone story of one Boba Fett, Yoda, or Han Solo. And it's sent to release December 16, 2016. So, two years. Just, yeah, just so give us the fit. You got, you got your young Han Solo stories, like young Indiana Jones. Yeah. <sighs> Yet again, I can't go there. Quentin Tarantino says he will retire after his 10th film. This has shades of Kevin Smith written all yeah, over it. It's <laughs> the exact same thing. Smith said the same thing. Uh, so what is Hateful Eight? Number eight. That's number eight? Two more pictures after Hateful Eight, so that would make it number eight. Hmm. <laughs> I'm not trying to ridicule anyone who thinks differently, but I want to go out while I'm still hard. <laughs> uh-huh. I like that I will leave a 10-film filmography, <laughs> and so I've got two more to do after this. Oh, that I can't wait for that box set to come out. No then. kidding. But but at least his movies are spread out. He takes his time with them and and does them gets them to where he wants them to be, right? So Right. And they all have their own flavor. Like you can tell it's a Quentin Tarantino movie, but they all have their yeah. own little p- appeal. Christopher Nolan comments on Beneflex's Batman casting. Uh, let me see here. I'm only involved in that project in an advisory capacity as an executive producer, so I'm not involved in the day-to-day, says Nolan. When they told me that Ben was interested in doing it, I thought, how thrilling. This is the guy who just won Best Picture as a director and as an actor, and I thought it would be a great thing that he'd be willing to do this. I think the guy is incredibly talented, and I'm very excited to see what Zach and Ben do together. Indeed, much of the initial hysteria that greeted a flex casting has gradually died down over the intervening months, but it's still nice to hear a backer of Nolan's caliber getting behind him. I was I was behind Affleck the day he was announced. Me too. Ever since... Um. Oh my God, Michael Keaton with yeah. Batman. Ever since then, when people just freaked right out and he did a really good job, I always hold my judgment. You know, listen. Each one of I these will. guys is going to bring their own spin to the the Batman and the Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. And I said, now that they're, we know that they're heading into uh, the the Miller Batman. I think Affleck is a good choice for that because yeah. you need a bigger. Bigger, fuller-looking guy. And well, I think uh, he's definitely bigger. Yeah, they said it. Um, Bale was good, but he was not as buff. I guess. Well, he was a more techno Batman because his yes. suit was all armor. Yeah, yeah. You know. Now the 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 Miller Batman, it's basically two knuckles and breaking bones. Yeah. So he's a, he's a gorilla. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the, those images of Affleck when he's training, he's he, he's friggin' massive. Yeah. Well, here's the secret. That a lot of guys do for making themselves look a lot bigger in movies. Steroids. That too. <laughs> Shoulders and traps. Yeah, because they get that rounded. They, they get the they, they pull their shoulders up. Their traps come start coming down, and it pulls the midsection in. You look imposing, and you look imposing. Mm-hmm. So if you're if you're getting ready to shoot a movie, shoulders and traps. 
Well, I don't think I, I need to worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me see here. Exclusive Guardians of the Galaxy bonus clip goes behind the music. I, I pulled this up. I have no idea what this is. We've managed to get our hands on some exclusive new bonus material from the home entertainment release of Guardians of the Galaxy featuring a look at the music of the film. Boasting the runway soundtrack of the year, Guardians' mix of 70s pop classics lifts the action throughout with James Gunn and Christopher Pratt both speaking here about the importance of the mixtape that features Blue Suede, The Runaways, etc. As the pair explain, the soundtrack goes to great job linking the intergalactic action with Peter Quill's Earthbound Origins. And, of course, it doesn't hurt that a full... Uh, sorry... That it's full of Stone Cold classics either. They're releasing this on vinyl. I saw that. Really? I want to. <laughs> yes. Really? Yes. Oh, damn. Let's see here. I, I think that I saw a pre-sale on uh, either Amazon or eBay or something like that. Yeah, I saw a picture of the, of the cover. Yeah. It looks cool. Okay. Totally. Morag sets up a lot of what is to come in the movie because we have this seemingly very serious dour situation that this guy who could be a human, could be a robot, we're not even sure what he is at first, finds himself in and then very quickly we're, you know, attached back to Earth through music playing. The contrast of the 1970s pop song playing while he's dancing through this very dark, evil-looking temple. Having the music on standby and understanding what's going to be playing is really helpful because it takes the pressure off. A movie like this is so much more than just acting. I mean, every set is a giant set. All the costumes of the aliens, of the extras, all of the music, the score, the visual effects. It's like this world is created. So when you hear the music and you get a sense of what's going to be playing at the time, you think, oh, the pressure's off. I can just <laughs> be myself and be present in this moment, and, and it'll work. Okay. That's That's right up I think we got it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you got? Just. Guardians just, of the that, 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 just. Never mind. Go. Yar. Okay. Captain Jack Sparrow be his name. <laughs> you both have got this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got to go because I have to go to get ready for work. You okay. got it. Yeah. All right. So. Thank you, Jesse Rabideau, for stepping in for a quick little interview today. Absolutely. Yes, thank you. Thank you. And uh, another good show, boys. Yes. So for another week at the Movie Madhouse, this has been Mike. Jason. And Rob. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. See ya.